Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Everybody, another round of two craft beer cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. We got a great show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour, and the usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. That's right, unchanged. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa ready as well. Just say to your Alexa-enabled device, Alexa, I want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. And bingo, you will hear the Craft Beer Cast right from there. We are also on the Hopped Up Network. Uh, just go over to hoppedupnetwork.com. You click uh, on that website. My podcast is up there. Uh, in podcast form, it's not uh, the live feed is not there, but uh, on Monday mornings I will post uh, the latest show, and you can get it right from uh, Hopped Up Network. There's a lot of other uh, good podcasts that are on there as well, and uh, you definitely want to check out uh, Hopped Up Network if you're looking for a different assortment of beer news and stuff. The the Brew Happy Show is on there. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Beer first podcast, drinking in, geek out the podcast. Our friends at uh, What's on Tap are on there as well. Uh, who else is on there as well? I think um, selling craft beer. Uh, the uh, South Jersey beer guys are on there as well. There are a lot of cool um, shows that are uh, on this network. You definitely want to check that out. Uh, you will not be disappointed. You will find something. Uh, for your listening a pleasure. Now, uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, and we'll get to the uh, Van Halen that I was just playing there in a moment, but coming up in 20 minutes, Chuck Aaron, the owner of Jersey Girls Brewing in Hackettstown, New Jersey, is going to join me. Uh, they've got a golf event that's coming up uh, in about a week or so, two weeks, I think it is, uh, that you can join them at. Uh, also, have not talked to these guys um, uh, at all since the uh, since the uh, since the show started, so I wanted to get Chuck on talk about the brewery uh, beers that they brew. I, I honestly, off the top of my head, I don't recall having a Jersey Girls uh, beer. Um, I might have had one in passing at, a, at an event, but nothing that really struck me. Um, so, but I'd like to correct that because listen, New Jersey is growing in leaps and bounds uh, when it comes to beer, and we are seeing uh, breweries popping up now. Uh, what, what seems like every day, it's not every day, but, um, they, uh, New Jersey, uh, is really doing a great job at, uh, cultivating these breweries. And listen, in the economic climate that we're in, a lot of jobs are being created, but in the beer industry, 
Um, we're seeing a lot of ebbs and flows. We're seeing a lot of mid-level breweries, like we spoke about Weyerbacher last week. We had Mike Miles on. Um, we're seeing a lot of these mid-level breweries having a tough time making a go at it because really um, the key is hyper-local, and we'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. But the Van Halen that I played there, uh, a little unchained from the Fair Warning album. It was uh, this past week in 1981 that Fair Warning came out. I for my money, Fair Warning is probably my favorite Van Halen album from the David Lee Roth era, and I'll tell you why. Yes, Van Halen 1 and Van Halen 2 are great albums. I'm not a big fan of Diver Down. Uh, it's a lot of, uh, you know, just it, it's kind of too eclectic for me uh, to really like. It's an album that I don't listen to very often. Um, Women and Children First, I love. Um, I don't love everything about it, but I love it. But Fair Warning to me is the heaviest that Van Halen has was ever in the David Lee Roth era. Um, it's, there's a lot of different you know songs being played, and we'll touch on a few of the songs uh, during the course of this hour. Mean Street, Dirty Moves, Sinner Swing. Sinner Swing is a great song, but you'd never hear it on the radio. Uh, hear About It Later is great. Obviously, Unchained, which uh, that, and So This Is Love, another great song. So um, it, this is just an epic, for me, an epic Van Halen album in terms of the hev- in terms of the heaviness of the album. That's why I love it so much. Um, you know, obviously there are fans of 1984, not so much. It's so much of a commercial project and really signaling a change in the band, which is why David Lee Roth left. Sammy Hagar comes in. There was much more of a synthesizer and keyboard influence. A lot of bands were doing it uh, in the mid '80s. So um, to me, that uh, you know, and I like the Sammy years. The Sammy Hagar years are some of my favorite Van Halen years. Uh, and I know there are a lot of people who go, what? Oh, my God. Listen, I never got to see Van Halen in their prime. I never saw them with David Lee Roth. I had an opportunity to go uh, during the 1984 tour, and I missed out. And so I regretted that because, you know, it was the end of uh, of an era uh, for a great band. But unfortunately, I didn't see them uh, with David Lee Roth until the 2000s. And by then, to be honest with you, Roth's voice is shot. Michael Anthony is the one that carries it. Uh, I'm sorry, without his backing vocals, it's not the same band. It's just not. And I saw them with Wolfgang. I thought he did a decent job on the bass. But to be honest with you, not that good. That's that's my... Uh, the first time around, they were good. It was kind of one of those mindsets where, wow, it's David Lee Roth. And then the, the next couple of times that I saw them, the last time that I saw them at Madison Square Garden, I said to my best friend, Mark, I said, I'll never pay money to see these guys again. And they did come back around again, and I didn't go. And in fact, they were playing... I think they played PNC. I mean, they had lawn seats for like 15 bucks. Didn't go. I mean, $15 for a concert, that's easy peasy, but unfortunately, it uh, didn't happen. But we are not a music program. We are about beer. So let's get into some of the news uh, that we have here in the beer world. So Collective Arts Brewing uh, has announced details of four limited edition seasonal beers that are going to be uh, released throughout the spring. Hazy State, uh, a 4.1% ABV, a huge, flavorful, yet extremely sessionable double dry hopped IPA, um, will be released later this month. It's got uh, 16 grams. They measure things in the leader, folks. They're a Canadian uh, group uh, of Amarillo, Citra, Mosaic, and Centennial Hops. Uh, the end of April showed nothing revolutionary. Uh, a pale ale that was brewed in collaboration with a Norway uh, brewery. I'm not even going to begin to try and pronounce the name. Uh, bl- a blend of tropical fruitiness, pineapple, and coconut. IPA number 10, which is the latest... Uh, in the brewery's ongoing IPA series will follow uh, this month in May, described as a flavorful yet extremely sessionable double dry hop nano IPA uh, made with uh, mosaic and Simcoe hops. This is a 3.2% ABV. 
This is interesting that this brewery is putting out a lot of very under 5% ABVs. I've got to try this stuff because this is the trend now that we're seeing. And then later uh, in May, the Pina Colada Sour, which I'm very interested in trying. This is a 5.2% ABV. Uh, this is a returning beer for collective arts. It features a huge amount of toasted coconut in it in the Whirlpool, pineapple during fermentation, and lactose during brewing to add uh, to the creamy sweetness to complete this warm weather delight. So that's pretty interesting. I'll be interested to try uh, those beers. have to reach out to collective arts and see if I can get some samples of that. Now, what's really cool, the uh, the stadium series or the the Major League Baseball series to be played in Europe is taking place uh, in at London Stadium on June 29th and June 30th of this year. The Yankees and the Red Sox will be playing against each other. It's a two-game series. But there is going to be beer, American beer, that will be served at the stadium and in some pubs around London. So Mondo Brewing and Crafted Exports, which is a leading international distributor for American craft beers and spirits, have partnered to bring the best of Boston and New York beers to London. So here's the beers that are going to be there. Harpoon Brewery from Boston is is sending over their Red IPA. Night Shift Brewing from Everett, Massachusetts, a New England IPA. Captain Lawrence Brewing in Elmsford, uh, New York, a Blueberry Smoothie IPA. And then our friends from Gunhill Brewing in the Bronx is uh, putting together a Fruited Kettle Sour. The beers are subject to change, but more than likely those four beers are the ones that are going to be there. So um, the, the, what's really cool, Mondo Brewing's Todd Matheson... Uh, comes from Connecticut. He's a huge Red Sox fan and a baseball fan in general. So he put together this whole thing to get these beers out there. So uh, what's really cool is they're going to be in a couple of different uh, uh, pubs from uh, the 29th of June. The following sites are going to be showcasing the four beers. So if you live in England, you can check this out. Uh, June 29th from noon on at Mondo Brewing Tap House. Uh, SW8, that's the address. And then uh, also on June 29th uh, at noon at Mother Kelly's in Stratford, England. Uh, you can check that out as well, East 20. Um, so that's really cool. So they're going to have um, American beers being served in the stadium uh, as well as in some various pubs uh, in and around London, which is very cool. And finally, for the third consecutive year, Pennsylvania has produced more craft beer than any other state in the nation. Brewers Association Chief Economist Bart Watson uh, shared that during the Brewers of Pennsylvania annual meeting of the Malts Gathering in Hershey, Pennsylvania. In 2018, Pennsylvania's 354 craft breweries combined to produce more than 3.7 million barrels of beer. And according to Watson, the state ranked second in the number of brewery openings trailing just California. Most of that, most of that growth, Watson said, is coming from the small breweries that sell directly to consumers. Direct-to-consumer sales of Pennsylvania breweries increased by 15,000 barrels last year. Uh, he added that Pennsylvania breweries, uh, Watson did, that have room to grow as national taproom sales accounted for about 12.5% of beer sales. So they believe that 10,000 breweries will be operational in the United States within the next two years. Uh, I think that's a little high, but you never know. Um, the, the, the big issue, or, or not the big issue, but the big point here... Uh, is that they're saying half of the breweries in the country produce 400 barrels of beer or fewer. And uh, Watson says, this is what we're going to see for the next 5, 10, 15 years. It's more and more of these small, locally focused players who do what they do really, really well. Uh, Meanwhile, the overall beer market continues to decline and lose market share to wine and spirits as the population ages and older consumers drink less beer. Watson said he added that regular price increases have also hampered growth. 
He said uh, the craft brewers have the opportunity to buck those trends and grow over the next decade as millennials age into beer rather than aging out of beer like previous generations. Uh, That's very interesting, Uh, and I know we have to take a break here, but it's very interesting. That's what we're seeing now. We're seeing a lot of local places make really good beer and people running to get them. Places like Other Half, places like Six Point, although Six Point is is a bigger brewery because they're across the nation. They're in a lot of different places. Um, Brooklyn Brewery, big brewery, they're, they're pretty much all over the place. But we're seeing, you know, uh, like I said, other half. We're seeing uh, breweries in and around the New York, New Jersey area. Carton, Kane, um, Cape May, trying to make that push to cover the entire state of New Jersey. Uh, who else? Icarus, uh, Wet Ticket, uh, you know, Cypress, uh, Chigmeister. We're seeing a lot of these local breweries. I can name a couple of breweries in New York, Killsborough and, and Five Boroughs, uh, Threes Brewing. We're seeing a lot of smaller breweries make really good beer and do very well uh, and become very successful with that. And I think that's the niche that we're seeing. So that's where a lot of these mid-level breweries we're seeing having a problem sustaining sales. Why am I going to buy your beer when I can get the fresh local guy's beer who just tapped it and put it in the can two or three days ago? Freshness is key for a lot of people. They want it. They they want it now, and they want it you know as fresh as it could possibly be. When that date on the can, you look at it and it's it's two days old. Man, you're going to drink that beer because you know that it's fresh. If if it's if it's a month or two old. You might, ne- you might not necessarily drink it. So some interesting stuff. When we come back after a short break, we'll have more news and notes. Uh, we'll get into some more Van Halen stuff, of course, the, uh, uh, the Fair Warning album. And uh, we'll have a couple of other things as well. And then Chuck Aaron is going to join me from Jersey Girls Brewing. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Joe Walsh sees anti-Semitism everywhere. Anti-Semitism is a disease. And if you don't, if we don't contain it, it will spread. In fact, I don't know of another hate that you can find equally on the far fringe right and the far fringe left. The Joe Walsh Radio Program, weeknights at 9, right before Eric Metaxas at 11 on AM 970. The Answer. Is a friend or loved one's gambling problem affecting your life emotionally, spiritually, or financially? Do you yourself take a toll on the people around you due to a gambling issue? The effects of problem gambling are far-reaching. They've come in many different forms and grow with technology. At 800-GAMBLER, we invite you to have the conversation. Chat with your family member, speak with your friend, or have a talk with yourself. Is a gambling problem affecting your life? Visit 800gambler.org for access to a new video, various programs, services, and resources for disordered gamblers, their friends, and or loved ones. We work to educate the public and provide aid to anyone who needs it. Always know that if you reach out, you will be met with compassion and understanding from our team. We're here to help you in any way possible. 800-GAMBLER. We offer support, treatment, and hope. We're just a phone call or click away. This message sponsored by the Council on Compulsive Gambling in New Jersey, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. This Mother's Day, AM970 The Answer is giving you a chance to win an amazing Mother's Day gift for your mom that's sure to bring a smile to her face. $1,000. To enter to win $1,000 for your mom this Mother's Day, sign into the AM970 VIP Club at am970theanswer.com. Enter every day between now and May 10th to better your odds of winning. Let us make this Mother's Day a special one. Join the AM970 VIP Club and enter today. 
Dr. Sebastian Gorka will set the record straight. The things that an innocent man or woman would do to protect themselves, if there is no underlying crime committed, would look a lot like obstruction of justice. But you cannot make the case for obstruction of justice if there was no predicated crime to begin with. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The Answer, brought to you in part by Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law. Whether you need help drafting a will, trust, power of attorney, or health care proxy, their experienced team of attorneys have been helping clients plan their estates for over 30 years. Join WMCA and keynote speaker Dr. Tony Evans on May 24th for the Pastors Appreciation Breakfast and Ministry Expo at Anton's in Queens Village. Pastors can order their free tickets at am570themission.com. Listeners can purchase their tickets there as well. The Pastors Appreciation Breakfast, sponsored by the Deaf Bible Society. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. All right, here we go. Here we go. Wait for it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me very easily. That's right, David Lee Roth. Uh, follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. iTunes and Google Play, you just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. All the shows are on those two platforms. We're Alexa ready as well. We are also on the Hopped Up Network. Go to the Hopped Up go to hoppedupnetwork.com and all you have to do is uh, you can click on my cast, you can click on a lot of other people's casts on there. It's a lot of fun. And give a review, won't you? If you're on iTunes, click on those stars, five stars, one star, any star in between. Uh, give a written review. would really appreciate uh, your feedback on the Craft Beer Cast. Coming up in 10 minutes, Chuck Aaron, the owner, uh, co-owner of Jersey Girls Brewing in uh, Mount Olive, New Jersey, will join me. Uh, he's got some interesting stuff to talk about. They've got a golf tournament coming up in a couple of weeks. And also... If you're looking to start a brewery business, he's got some great advice for you as well. Now, let's get into some more news and notes here. Of course, Mean Street from the album, uh, from the uh, Fair Warning album uh, from Van Halen 39 years ago this week. That album came out. Very cool. Let's do some fast news and notes here before we get to the break. Our good friends at Stone Brewing uh, are doing a sour event. If you are into sours, the Stone Sour Fest 2019 takes place on June 9th. Uh, which I believe is a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. It is from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, the tickets are $55 each, uh, and your $55 ticket includes... Now, this is at the Stone Brewing World Bistro and Gardens in Escondido. You get 15 three-ounce pours, a commemorative glass to take home, and 75 sour beers to choose from. 
Uh, no tickets necessary for designated drivers, but they must be over 21 and have valid ID. Again, the ticket is 55 bucks. I'll tell you, some of the list of stuff they have on here, Stone Barrel Aged Brown with Balton Cherries, Stone Barrel Aged Imperial Saison with Peach, a Saison with Blackberry, a Goza with Apricot Boysenberry, another Goza with Black Currant, um, the, the, the mission, uh, a lot of beers from the Mission uh, Brewery at Stone, uh, Stone Passion Project, Stonewater Lily Sour. So again, 55 bucks. You get 15 three-ounce pours out of that, uh, and it is at the Stone Brewing World Bistro and Gardens in Escondido, which I've been at. It is phenomenal. This is taking place June 9th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We thank our good friends from Stone uh, for that information, and if you want to learn more about it, stonebrewing.com for more information. Locally, Brick City on Saturday, May 18th, will be celebrating their fourth anniversary. They are releasing the following beers in the taproom on that day. Mango Jams, a new double IPA, a new pale ale, and a new barrel-aged stout. In addition to those beers, they're going to have the following vintage bottles available to go in limited quantities. Uh, The Cuvée Batch Number 1 from 2016, as well as Number 2 from 2017, as well as Number 3 from 2019. Uh, Pinku from 2018 of Mice and Men from 2017, Poco Fuerte from 2018, Santo Esteban from 2017, uh, Bugging Out from 2017, Agony of Oak from 2018. Just go over to the Brick City uh, Facebook page. You'll get more information there. So again, Saturday, May 18th, their fourth anniversary. There's a lot of stuff going on on May 18th. Unfortunately, I'm going to be in two places. One in New Jersey, one in Brooklyn. So a lot of these events I can't make. Flagship Brewing's doing something uh, on the 18th as well if you want to head to Staten Island and check that out. Believe me, a lot of stuff going on. So kudos to the folks from Brick City for your anniversary. Weyerbacher is holding their 24th anniversary party. That's Saturday, June 15th uh, from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Tickets are $10 per person in advance or 15 at the door. Uh, the uh, Let's see here. Tickets include a 12-ounce or 16-ounce pour, depending on the ABV of any beer on tap. They're celebrating 24 years of crafting beers with a Latin-flavored fla- Latin fiesta. They're going to have live music uh, from a couple of bands. They'll have amazing food as well from oh my God, OMG Smoothies, the Flying V, and the Sticky Pig. Uh, their 24th anniversary beer this year, an Imperial Mexican-style lager. Uh, they, uh, they'll have three bars for you to choose from uh, for the event, so you won't have to wait too long online for a beer. Fun, uh, fun and games for you to take part uh, in throughout the whole day. Growler fills, crowler fills, flights and wine will not be available, and tours will not be available. Of course, you have to be 21 and older to drink. Just head over to wirebacher.com for more information on that. Again, their anniversary party, Saturday, June 15th, from 4 to 9 p.m. As we continue on here, news and notes on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Samuel Adams, uh, they've got their new summer ale. We talked about it last week. They've changed the recipe a little bit. Going to be getting samples very soon of that to test it out. But they've also launched a petition petition on change.org to change the start of summer to the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. And they're using the hashtag Summer Starts with Sam to move the official start date of summer up to the Friday of Memorial Day weekend because really that is the unofficial start of summer anyway. Uh... You can go to samueladams.com slash summer starts with Sam to check out a video from some of the Samuel Adams employees on this. And Jim Cook has even gotten out of his denim shirt and is wearing something different for the first time probably ever uh, he is doing that. So check it out. samueladams.com slash summer starts with Sam. 
for their new summer ale and the petition to change the official start of summer to the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. Our good friends from Five Boroughs Brewing teamed up with Killsborough Brewing over on Staten Island, which I love this. It's a double dry hop, double IPA collaboration. It's called Across the Narrows. It is an 8.5% ABV. It's a citrus-forward brew. Uh, Lime zest offering slight melon and herbal notes. It's complica- uh, complemented, not complicated, might be complicated for me to read it, complemented by a light of Pilsner malt backbone. It's available on draft and in 16-ounce four-pack cans now in Five Boroughs Taproom. Not sure if Killsborough is going to have it in their taproom. I'm assuming that it is, but they're doing a, a tap takeover with Killsborough at Marshall Stack on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, coming up on Wednesday, May 22nd from 5 to 9 p.m. It will feature Across the Narrows. You can go to the Facebook event on uh, Five, Borough Brewing, uh, Five Boroughs Brewing uh, page on Facebook. But Marshall Stack, located on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, 66 Rivington Street. Again, uh, or for more information, just check out MarshallStackNYC.com. Uh, again, Marshall Stack, located Lower East Side of Manhattan. The tap takeover takes place Wednesday, May 22nd from 5 to 9 p.m., and it'll be a tap takeover with Killsborough Brewing. So Across the Narrows is going to be there. They'll also, I'm assuming, they will also have other Five Boroughs beers as well as Killsborough beers there as well at Marshall Stack, 66 Rivington Street uh, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And finally, our good friends from Coronado Brewing, Art Series Release Number 2, Salt Spray Sour. It's a kettle sour inspired by uh, the bright, fresh flavors of a margarita. So Salt Spray is brewed with passion fruit, lime, and sea salt for a tropical twist on the classic sweet and tart margarita. Uh, It'll be available starting uh, May 24th in cans and on draft. I definitely have to get myself a can of this one uh, to sample. I love the artwork. It's kind of a green photograph that they're using uh, with the ocean and that kind of salt spray that you get. Uh, I guess, you know, when a surfer is coming in or you you get a big wave uh, from the ocean. And, folks, if you haven't been to San Diego and Coronado Beach, I encourage you to go there. I'm thinking about doing a birthday trip to San Diego next year for my 50th birthday, and I'm really considering heading back to San Diego uh, because the breweries are great, the food is great, the atmosphere is great, the people are great, and I really want to do something fun for a long weekend. So that might just be the one uh, that I do. And uh, I'll tell you, if you haven't been to Coronado Beach, you are missing out on something. It's beautiful, breathtaking, breathtaking. That's all I have to say. Um, Coronado Beach is beautiful. Coronado Island is wonderful. But San Diego itself is just a gorgeous city. Super expensive, but a gorgeous city. Now, when we come back after a short break, Chuck Aaron, the co-owner of Jersey Girls Brewing in Mount Olive, New Jersey, will join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's slightly raining and 52 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. The family of an elderly woman who was murdered in her Brooklyn apartment are calling on her killer to come forward and turn themselves in. 83-year-old Jacolia James was found unconscious by a family member inside of her apartment in the Woodson Houses in Brownsville on Tuesday night. My mother was very healthy and she was tragically taken away dramatically. I just don't want people to think that well, it was just an old woman who passed. No, she was taken away from us and I expected a long life from her. She had a wound on her head and trauma to her body. Police have made no arrests and are unsure of the motive for the murder. NYPD cops are searching for a man who groped a 10-year-old girl on an MTA bus Friday morning. The incident happened on the M101 bus in Hamilton Heights just before 8 a.m. Police say that the man grabbed the girl. He then got off the bus at West 146th Street. 
Police have released a picture of the suspect that was captured by a camera on the bus. In sports in the NBA playoffs, the Raptors beat the 76ers 101-96. to So now the, Sixter, the Sixers and the Raptors are tied two games apiece in the best-of-seven East semifinals. Then the Denver Nuggets beat the Portland Trailblazers 116-112. to So the Trailblazers and the Nuggets are also tied two games apiece out of the best-of-seven West semifinal. Mets fell to the Brewers 3-2. Yankees beat the Twins 4-1. Expecting some traffic delays if you're traveling in Queens. You've got flooding on the Grand Central Eastbound at LaGuardia. You've got flooding in Brooklyn on the Belt Eastbound at the Verrazano Bridge. And then there's more flooding on the BQE Eastbound at the Brooklyn Bridge. GWB in and out, no problems. Holland Tunnel, Lincoln Tunnel, no delays in either direction. Weather for tonight, rain should end before 2 a.m. Lows of about 51 degrees are expected. Tomorrow you'll see a mostly sunny day, pretty mild. Highs near 72. 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 5 on Tuesday. And then otherwise mostly sunny throughout the day. High near 77. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970 The Answer. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. My Giza sheets also include full 21-inch wide pillowcases that will fit over any pillow and deep pocket sheets that will fit over any mattress. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-651-0798 to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. 1-800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970 and Mike will give you 30% off plus free shipping. That's right, 30% off and free shipping with promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep, in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. All right, welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer as we continue our way through Van Halen's uh, at least my favorite album from Van Halen, Fair Warning, uh, one of the heaviest that they ever did. It was thirty eight years ago or thirty nine. No, actually more than that. Uh, Something, yeah, thirty nine years ago this week that um, the Fair Warning album came out uh, for uh, everyone to listen to, and for me, one of my favorites from the David Lee Roth era. Now, my next guest is one of the founders of a brewery in Mount Olive, New Jersey. It's uh, they've been um, brewing beer since twenty fourteen. They make, uh, uh, I'm sorry, they uh, they do lots of different beers uh at this facility and uh doing some great stuff down in south jersey so let me bring in uh, to the craft beer cast for the first time actually uh he's been on the program uh chuck aaron the uh co-owner of jersey girl brewing chuck how are you hey i'm great man thanks for having me on you got it now chuck how did jersey girl brewing get its start uh my buddy mike and i he's my partner in the brewery we had been talking about craft beer for years before we had opened up the brewery and and we were talking through that period where craft brewing was growing. It was just really starting to explode across the United States. It was really becoming something interesting. Uh, what really changed it for us and made it something we wanted to pursue uh, were the changes in the laws in New Jersey in 2012 right. that allowed us to sell beer uh, through a sample room uh, environment 
directly to consumers as well as distribute uh, across New Jersey, you know, out of state, whatever we wanted to do with the beer. It gave us a lot more options and uh, allowed us to kind of take that passion we had for craft beer and make it a reality. Now, you guys make some uh, some pretty big Belgian beers along with lots of other styles. Was that the plan from the start, a mixture of different styles? Or did you go in uh, saying, all right, we're going to do this and then kind of branch out because of the way the market is? Or just, hey, we want to brew as much beer as we can in as many different styles to give everyone a different taste? You know, I, I think we wanted to brew... We wanted to brew any beer that we could brew that we enjoyed drinking. You know, it was okay. one of those passion projects where it's, well, if we're going to have the opportunity to brew beer, let's make all the different beers we can make. And I think in our first year, we, you know, we had brewed almost 60 different styles of beer between our big system and our and our pilot tippy system Wow, uh, that we sampled in the, that we used in the sample room. But the reality is, you know, in a bigger market, our business plan said, we're going to have four flagships and then some rotating seasonals that we'll bring to the larger market. Mm. If you want to get a sample of any of those one-off beers, you really have to come to the sample room to find them. Um, you know, like right now we have 16 different beers on tap. We opened with four beers. So we've come a long way in, in what we offer people in the sample room. Mm. But our, you know, our channel to market is four flagships. So the Belgian you mentioned, the King Gambrinus, right. the Mount Olive Pilsner, or Mo Pils, which is our, our light Pilsner, uh, and then we have two IPAs between Rake Breaker and Sunkist. Those are our four flagships. Those are year-round beers. And now we're doing a monthly release where we put one beer out there that's going to only be available for that month. And once it's sold out and you didn't get it in the market or if you didn't come to the sample room to get it, you won't get it. All right. Well, there you go. Talking with Chuck Aaron, the owner, uh, one of the co-owners of Jersey Girl Brewing. They're located in Mount Olive, New Jersey. JerseyGirlBrewing.com is the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So you guys have your first annual golf outing coming up on May 17th at noon at the Flanders Valley Golf Course. Tell me what this is all about aside from the golf, of course, Chuck. We're setting up, we're at a point now in the business where we want to start giving back. Um, we're setting up a Jersey Girl Foundation, Jersey Girl Brewing Foundation. It's going to be a nonprofit, and the goal of that that nonprofit is to raise money um, to, to raise money to help families whose children are suffering suffering from cancer. So, definitely pediatric cancer. What we're doing with this first event is we've targeted St. Jude. Uh, it's a it's a way that we can raise money, that we can give back, and in some way help those families in need um we're trying to we're trying to do this and bring it together we're, we're still getting people to register mm. we have sponsorships available if you go to our website our homepage really talks about um how to get involved and how to get involved in the golf outing it's a, it's a passion project for mike and i mm. uh it's something we've always talked about doing is you know eventually you're going to get to that point at a company where you're going to be able to do something like this uh-huh um, and I'm really, really excited that we're able to do it, uh, you know, three years in. That's very cool. JerseyGirlBrewing.com, that's the website. You go there, you'll find out more information about this golf outing coming up May 17th at noon at the Flanders Valley Golf Course. Now, Chuck, we've seen so many changes to the beer scene in just a short period of time. Lots of ups and downs just in New Jersey alone. Forget about the rest of the country. Um, are you happy with the way breweries in New Jersey sell and distribute beer? I know that was the impetus, of course, because of the way to, uh, that you could distribute beer uh, when the laws were changed in 2012. Are, are you happy with the way breweries in New Jersey sell and distribute beer, or would you like to see more things change? You know, the, there's a lot of laws that are in place right now that are what I call legacy laws. Um, and without getting into the specifics, they're just laws that have been sitting around on the books that made sense at a point in time 
prior to 2012 that as we go forward and the breweries expand within New Jersey and the way breweries operate in New Jersey make less and less sense because of the restrictive nature of those laws or, or the limitations. For us, distribution is, is fine because we can either, as a brewery, either self-distribute or go through a distribution network. Mm. Our brewery happens to be so big, we chose to go through distribution partners. Um, at the same time, there are other breweries that need to distribute differently because of their scale and their scope and their size. They don't have distribution partners right. or aren't attractive to a distributor because of the size that when they go out to self-distribute, need to be able to open that that avenue up they need to be able to get on tap they need to be able to be embraced by local retailers and restaurants to say yeah bring us your new jersey beer we want to put it on tap i think that's the hardest thing that's changing right now is less about the distribution law as much as it is the the locations where we have an opportunity to get a tap it's a flooded market with out-of-state beer meanwhile we have so much great craft beer in new jersey we just need those opportunities to get on tap and once we're on tap, we'll really show the restaurant owners and, and bar owners that great beer is coming out of New Jersey. They should embrace craft beer and put more and more craft beer on on their system, and they'll see their businesses grow. Well, I mean, that's the thing. And, and you know, it's interesting that you say that, Chuck, because um, I've noticed that, that there's this pushback between uh, restaurants and bar owners who are saying, no, you, you know, these guys are opening up a, a, a pseudo bar, and and, you know, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I think I, I don't think what you guys do and what they do are the same thing because you can't sell food out of your facility. You can only sell beer. You can't sell mixed drinks. You can't sell uh, you know other forms of alcohol, including you know ciders, and uh, unless you make it, and then of course you need a different license for that and all that other stuff. So right. I, I don't necessarily agree that the bar owners are are losing business. They're not. You can bring food into your facility. If you want, and and to me, you're right. It's I think it's more of a partnership. If you are friendly with the people in your town that you're distributing your beer, and you tell them, hey, look, you put one of these on tap, somebody's going to come in and go, hey, I just had the beer from the re- from the brewery down the street. They have it in here too. Well, great, I can have a meal and I can have the local brewery on tap. So I I I really I don't understand uh, the argument uh, from the bar or the restaurant that says. The uh, the the people that open breweries are are competition. They're not. You guys should be working together instead of fighting for the same piece of the pie, essentially. Right? I, I couldn't agree with you more. What, the only reason, if you think about it, the only reason a person comes to a brewery is is well, there's several. There's friendships. There's relationships with the brewery. There's craft brewers that want to aspire to open a brewery. They come to a craft brewery to kind of see the operation, learn about the operation. People who support the brewery come out. Uh, but the reality is they're coming here for variety. They're coming for a variety of beverages. Right. We don't sell food. They can bring food, um, but we're not going to provide food. We're not going to produce food here on site. So what they're coming is, for, for me, they're coming for 16 different beers. They want to get a flight. They want to get a growler. They want to get some cans to go. They want to taste variety. Mm-hmm. And we rotate beers fast enough that we make it interesting and exciting for people to come back every few weeks or every couple of weeks. Sometimes people will come back twice a weekend because we release something halfway through the weekend. They want to grab hold of that. The, the restaurant, traditionally, the market is, we're going to have all these beers. These are going to be our standard offer, and we're going to, we're going to have them all, all the time. Well, people get a little bit tired of that. I think the consumers in New Jersey are looking for variety. Those I... restaurants that are now trying the model of saying, okay, I'm going to put on a few Jersey uh, beers, 
whether it's Jersey Girl or, or some other brewery in New Jersey, they're seeing that people gravitate to those. And if you're going to bring an out-of-state beer in and put it in New Jersey and put it on tap, at least explore the option of putting a New Jersey-made product on your tap and seeing how your consumers react. They have to, if, if you're saying that breweries are taking business away from you, the only thing we have to offer is variety in beer. Yep. They, restaurant owners are completely in charge of that. That's right. They make the decision of what's on their taps. They can compete if that's what they want to do. There you go. Talking with Chuck Aaron, the owner of Jersey Girl Brewing, or one of the owners, located in Mount Olive, New Jersey. JerseyGirlBrewing.com is the website for more information here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So last question from me, Chuck. Someone comes into the brewery, and they come over to you, and they say, hey, listen, Chuck, I'm looking to open my own brewery in New Jersey. Maybe it's north, maybe it's east, wherever it is. Uh, what is the one thing that you would tell them that they need to do? What's the best piece of advice that you could give them? Wow. I wish there was, I wish there was one magic, you know, one magic coin I could throw out of that right. and make their life a lot easier. Um, I, I think it's a combination of things. We, we did what a lot of breweries do in New Jersey nowadays. If you're going to open up a brewery, my, my first piece of advice is, Go talk to other brewery owners. We love to talk about our business. Right. In fact, there's I've seen at least uh, five to ten breweries that have opened up in New Jersey, and I know they came here before they made the final decisions and adjusted some plans based on what we talked about here once they saw what we were doing. Um, so go out and talk to other brewery owners. You'll, you'll realize how passionate we all are about what we do right. and how much information we're willing to share to help brew, breweries succeed in New Jersey. I think the second piece is be, a re- be realistic about your business plan and your distribution plan and size your equipment appropriately. We learned um, from a lot of the breweries that were open at the time, and there were only a handful of them when we opened up, mm-hmm. were the, the, the concern they had was we wish we had gone bigger earlier because we're now seeing the market grow. We can't keep up with it. Gotcha. As much as you can financially afford opening up a brewery, Go a little bit bigger if you can, because the market is definitely there mm-hmm. if you're making great beer. It, the market will consume it. They'll enjoy it. They'll gravitate to it, especially now that the consumers are growing in New Jersey well, and starting to really appreciate craft beer. All right. Um, I'll think, I think the last piece of advice mm-hmm. I would give is remain passionate. Don't get caught up. There's a lot of things that come in the way between the moment you decide you're going to open up your brewery and the day you actually open it up. For us, that was a one-and-a-half-year period wow. of a lot of money being spent, a lot of extra money being spent that, mm-hmm. that we didn't know what we didn't know. Um, but we learned as we went through the process. Remain focused on the goal. Stay, stay the, the course. And if you need to, go back to the brewery owners that, that gave you advice mm-hmm. and ask them for more advice. Bring that circle back around to the beginning again because you're going to find that as you're going through problems, We've already been through them, and we could probably help you find a better path through than you've tried to do it on your own. Just take advantage of the community of breweries, and you'll find it's going to be a lot easier in the long run. That is excellent advice. My guest has been Chuck Aaron, the owner of Jersey Girl Brewing, located in Mount Olive, New Jersey. Their first annual golf outing is coming up May 17th at noon at the Flanders Valley Golf Course. JerseyGirlBrewing.com is the website for more information on that and all the beers that they have, as well as their opening uh, hours. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Chuck. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I really, I really enjoyed this. You got it, Chuck. Up next, time for suds and duds. That's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer.
Larry Elder believes we won't see an end to the media's attack on the president. And Wolf Blitzer this afternoon. There's an announcement statement that Biden pointed to the 2017 supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. The President Trump at the time defended uh, his comment that there were very fine people on both sides. They are just going to keep doing it. Wolf Blitzer, Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM970 The Answer is is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Long Island Lutheran Middle and High School, Upper Room Christian School, The Bible Speaks Academy. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms, also on your Alexa enabled device, as well as the Hopped Up Network. If you go to hoppedupnetwork.com, you will see uh, my show, along with many other shows as well that you can click on and listen uh, for your beer enjoyment. Uh, of course, our final segment, Suds and Duds. And that's the segment where we discuss the, or I discuss the various beers that I've had over the past week or so, and I tell you if it is a Suds, if I like it, or if it is a Dud, and I don't like it. So let's kick it off. Um, where are we here? All right, so last Friday night, I was over at uh, a little place called the Richmond Republic, which is on Staten Island in Great Kills. Uh, these are the same guys that own the Hop Shop uh, over on uh, Van Duzer Street. The Hop Shop, very small place. Uh, great food, gastro pub, and a a tremendous beer selection, tap selection, and can selection, uh, can and bottle selection as well. And the difference is the Hop Shop, smaller place. They have some uh, games for the kids, video games, and skee ball and stuff. Uh, but it's a very very small place. They opened up the Richmond Republic over in Great Kills, large facility, big bar. Uh, they were having a private party there that night uh, in one of the areas of the restaurant. Then they uh, they sat us uh, in the back towards the kitchen. 
A lot, a lot of space in this place. Uh, Very convenient to get to. Valet parking, the whole deal. Uh, they were they had a DJ going on. I think there was a band there earlier or whatever. But uh, really, really nice place, the Richmond Republic. Food is fantastic. We had Thai chili cauliflower for a um, an appetizer, kind of like uh, wings. Supposedly supposed to be like wings. They were delicious. I mean, I don't think we left one crumb on the plate. And then this giant pretzel uh, with some grain mustard, uh, beer cheese, and. Uh, some regular mustard, I think it was. It was fantastic. Hot, piping hot, uh, hung on a big hook. And then I ended up having a chicken bacon avocado salad, uh, which was fantastic. Highly recommend the Richmond Republic if you're on Staten Island and in the Great Kills area down on the South Shore. Uh, you will not be disappointed. They have a very good uh, craft beer selection as well. Uh, a lot of macro beers. Um, uh, definitely there is a uh, an enormous um, uh, AB InBev influence, I- influence in the beers. But they did have a number of local beers on tap that I was able to. I know they had Bolero Snort in cans, but I was able to um, cherry pick and sample a number of different things uh, that I really wanted. The first one was Superhero Sidekicks by the Kings County Brewers Collective. Uh, Slammin' beer, tropical, little juicy, delicious. In fact, I think I had more than one of those. That was very good. Uh, wanted to try this one, and I was glad they had it in the can uh, from Dogfish Head, the Super 8. A very tasty goza, lots of fruit, nice hint of the Hawaiian sea salt at the end, uh, very crushable, low ABV, I think it was less than 5%, I think it was like a 4.2 or whatever. Um, I could see myself drinking this during the summertime. Uh, it's an excellent beer at 12 ounces, uh, and again, like I said, very crushable. It's the type of beer where I, I wouldn't get tired of this uh, after one or two, so kudos from Dogfish Head, that's a good beer. Um, then I had there the uh, another goza. Uh, the Ghost Inside by Platform Beer. Uh, I haven't had too much from Platform. These guys are really good. Very tasty. Nice flavors of strawberry and pear in this one. Uh, and this one was actually on draft. And then the other beer that was on draft uh, from Half Acre, the Daisy Cutter Pale Ale. Very drinkable. A lot of floral. Nice hop to it. Um, this is, I, I wouldn't consider this a lawnmower beer. Um, I would certainly consider this... Uh, a nice uh, summertime beer, but uh, nothing that, you know, I, I don't know if I would drink this while I was mowing the lawn, uh, but definitely at a concert if I was tailgating uh, and I wanted to drink a few things and not get overwhelmed, this is definitely something from Half Acre, uh, the Daisy Cutter Pale Ale that I would definitely drink. And then finally, uh, the Triple Swirl by Brick City. Uh, I had over a Paragon Tap and Table last Saturday. Uh, this is fantastic. Smooth. La- it's just like a lactose bomb. Uh, There's a little bit of uh, kind of um, milky fruitness at the end of it. That's part of it from the lactose, but I think there was a little hint of strawberry in there uh, as well. What a fantastic beer. Brick City, uh, if you don't know the guys from Brick City, you should over in New Jersey. They are uh, literally about six minutes from MetLife Stadium. If you get on, uh, I think it's 120 when you get near MetLife, take that road right into 46. If you cross over the, the light where 46 is, uh, Brick City is the first set of buildings on the left-hand side. There's like the first left you can make. You go in. Brick City is right there. It's not really marked marked. You have to kind of pay attention. Um, but n- normally when they do a can release, there's a line outside. You'll know exactly where you're going. Nice little tap room. Great beers. Uh, and definitely convenient if you're going to a football game uh, and you want to tailgate and you want to bring some uh, good, fresh local beer. You definitely want to check out the guys uh, from Brick City. But uh, Richmond Republic, can't say enough good things about that place. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Got a chance to spend some time with some um, some uh, elementary school friends, and uh, we had a great time 
uh, the other night. So uh, that's your suds and duds uh, for this week. Real quick before we um, before we wrap up, the Beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown is taking place um, in two Saturdays uh, from now. Uh, it's not next Saturday. It is the following Saturday. It's May 18th. It's at Lewis Morris Park in Do- at Doe Meadow Field in Morristown. Uh, there's a VIP session that starts from noon to 1, and then from 1 to 5 p.m. is general admission. There will be 30 New Jersey breweries there. There's great food for purchase, uh, music as well. Uh, there'll be vendors, uh, so you can, you know, if you want to purchase other things, you can. Uh, tickets available and more information at njbeerbbqfest.com. Uh, Cape May uh, Brewing will be there. Uh, Carton Brewing, I believe, is the VIP session uh, from noon to 1. There are going to be a lot of great beers that are going to be at this event. Spellbound will be there, Flying Fish, Ramstein. Um, trying to think who else. I think Wet Ticket is going to be there as well. Um, a great fifth anniversary glass if you uh, sign up for the VIP session. I don't believe general admission you get those glasses. Uh, but you definitely want to check it out. Uh, again, tickets are on sale now. Just go to njbeerbbqfest.com for more information. Uh, it, it, it's a great event. Lots of great food, lots of great beer, and, of course, it's only Jersey beer, so you definitely want to be aware of that. Only New Jersey beers will be there. Uh, there's a lot of them that's going to be there. I know Bolero's going to be there. I think Brick City is going to be there. You know what? Let me click on the site real quick. I can give you the rundown of the beers that are going to be there. Now, I'm going to be there because I'm a celebrity judge uh, for the uh, the food and the beer part. So we pick a champion for the beer. We also pick a champion for the food, uh, best use of barbecue. Um, you know, it, it's going to be great. So the, uh, let's see, where we got here? We have uh, Bolero, Cricket Hill, 902 Brewing, Angry Eric, River Horse, Cypress, Two Ton will be there, Jersey Girl Brewing will be there, uh, Manskirt, Brother Tim, Icarus, uh, three threes, Fort Nonsense will be there. Carton, as I said, will be the uh, the VIP. Uh, Untied Brewing Company will be there. They're brand new. Wet Ticket, Montclair Brewing as well. That's the first time they're there. Hackensack Brewing will be there as well. Vinyl Brewing, uh, Second Act Beer, Ship Bottom, uh, Lone Eagle, Seven Mile. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There is going to be a lot of great stuff there. You definitely want to check it out. NJBeerBBQFest.com is where you can get tickets. Uh, and I will be there as a celebrity judge. Can't wait to be there. Get your tickets now. But, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Chuck Aaron, the co-owner of Jersey Girls Brewing in Hackettstown, New Jersey, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.